Amen, amen. Why don't we just take a moment right where you are and begin to praise the name of the mighty Lord God. Lord Jesus, we thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for all that we are experiencing right now. Wherever we are right now in our situations and even in our circumstance, we trust, Lord, in your divine presence to minister to us right now. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to gather together with God's people. Maybe it's in our vehicles, in our living room, maybe it's even in person, but we're believing, God, for your perfect plan to unfold in our life right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Can we give God praise one more time? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for all that you have done in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. Welcome to the Sanctuary Church. The Sanctuary is a place of life. It's a place of hope. It's a place of love. This is a place to belong. And so I am so glad that you are here today joining us online. Be sure to type something in the chat for those that are in person today. Why don't we give God praise and thank him for his goodness today. Thank God for his mercies and how they endure in our lives every single moment of every single day. Amen. This is a very special day today. So thank you so much for joining us for our special Christmas communion service. Amen. We're so grateful that we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ with everybody today because this is the season. Amen. This is the reason for the season. Amen. The light of the world has come to each and every one of us, and I am so thankful. Amen. So thankful for his power and grace and love demonstrated to me on a daily basis. Amen. Have you had a chance to drive around the neighborhood, perhaps neighborhoods in your area, and look at all the amazing Christmas lights? Have you been able to do that? I mean, if you haven't, man, you've got to get out there and check it out. It is amazing this year. We love doing that as a family. And I can tell you, there are some pretty amazing displays all around our house. In fact, there's this one house in our neighborhood that takes it to a whole different level. I mean, they are amazing. They've got synchronized laser light show that is occurring with their Christmas lights. There's about 20 different songs playing. I mean, the fact that they live so close to our home, we try to get there as much as possible a few times each Christmas season. But here's the beauty of it. We get to sit in our vehicle all bundled up. I mean, it's cold sometimes, right? We're all bundled up and toasty warm with the heat on, and we get to watch the wonderful Christmas light show, and then we drive back home. I mean, it's so much fun. I love those people. (laughs) Now, I would say if I perhaps lived in the neighborhood with all the hundreds of cars through the neighborhood, I might not be in love (laughs) with the folks with the amazing light show, but it is pretty spectacular. You know, there's something about Christmas lights that just seem to put a little smile on your face, right? Make you a little happier, your heart warmer today. And here's the deal. You got to know something about me. I don't like hanging Christmas lights. Got to confess it. Don't like it. You know, I prop now compared to the rest of my family, they love the lights. I mean, they love the lights. And I, I don't mind them when they're lit up. Actually, I love it when it's all lit up. But hanging them, I mean, that's kind of a big deal for me. I'm afraid of heights. So you've got to understand, it's a, a really big deal for me to be on that ladder trying to get up above my rooftop, trying to hang those lights. Have you ever wondered why we go through the hassle of putting up 
Christmas lights, all those lights. I mean, is it to spread some sort of Christmas cheer and joy to everyone that drives by? Is it just to one-up your neighbor with the superior light hanging skills that you may possess? Hopefully that's not the reason. Or perhaps, could it be? Could it be something deeper, something else? You see, Christmas is all about the light. Christmas is all about the light. The Gospel of John boldly proclaims, John 1 and 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. That's how powerful the light is, that the darkness can never extinguish it. Amen. Amen. I want to preach about this interesting and powerful thought, the light of the world, light in the darkness. Amen. I want to preach about light in the darkness. Amen. Why don't we give God praise today together right where you are. If you're in person or online joining us, we are praising God for light in the darkness. The world seems pretty dark at times. In fact, even right now, if we were to look around. But you know, here's the thing. That was never God's plan for humanity. God created in Eden the perfect paradise, free from the problems that we have today. But then the darkness came, right? The Bible calls it sin. And sin separates us from God. In fact, sin crept in and it messed everything up. And now because sin has entered the world, we live in a fallen, in a dark and broken world. Now, if you don't believe me, just turn on the news. Go to your web page that has that browser, talks about the news. And on there, you will see things listed such as crime, murder, suicide, drug abuse, racism, child abuse, human trafficking, terrorism, war, scandal. When I begin to read all that's occurring in our world today, what I see and sense is that there is so much pain. There's really so much suffering out there. There's so much darkness in the world around us. But this mess, it wasn't God's fault. See, God didn't create the world to be this dark. Here's the thing. Christmas is all about light. In fact, it's the story of God's solution to the darkness. Amen. I'm thankful today. The solution, amen, it comes from the Lord. The solution to the darkness, the light of the world, Jesus Christ is for us and he is with us. The Christmas is story is all about how God brought light back to our dark world. Amen. I want to give you the most important takeaway you need from this message right now, and that is this, that Jesus is the true light of the world. Amen? Amen. If you're beside someone, tell them this, hey, Jesus is the true light of the world. Type it in the chat. Jesus is the true light of the world. He said so himself. John chapter 8 and verse 12, it reads, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
the book of John has a common theme about Jesus' grand entrance into the world. In fact, John consistently and constantly refers to Jesus as the light. In John 1 and 4, it reads, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now to clarify, John the disciple wrote this book, this book of John. He's not talking about himself, all right? (laughs) He's not like that. He's not talking about himself. In fact, this passage is talking about John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus. He was a prophet proclaiming the coming of Messiah, the coming of Jesus. Verse 7, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light. He came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Amen. God came to us. He became one of us. Jesus Christ is God incarnate, God manifest in the flesh. He is the true light for us, for all of humanity today. The light of truth, the light of goodness, and the light of grace. Amen. Why did Jesus come? John tells us that Jesus came to bring light, bring love. His light shines in the darkness. In fact, the light is so strong that darkness that it can't even extinguish it. Friends, that's what Jesus is all about. No matter how dark we are today, in our moment, in our situation, in our circumstances, we have the true light of Jesus Christ, and he is able to shine forth into our darkness today. Amen. Oh, I give God praise for that today, and I thank him for his goodness. Amen. And here's something I can promise you. Light is always greater than the darkness. Amen? Amen. Light is always greater than the darkness. The Greek in this passage, it literally means the darkness could not take it down. It couldn't conquer it. It couldn't overpower it. Now, here's the deal. Darkness is a negative force. It cannot create anything. It is simply the absence of light. In fact, darkness has no power of its own. All the darkness in the world can't extinguish a single candle. All the darkness in the world, no matter how dark it is, it can't extinguish a single candle. The same is true of God's kingdom of light. Darkness can never put it down, can never overwhelm it, can never conquer it. Why? Because Jesus Christ, God's kingdom is made of true light. Amen. God's light has come into the world to overcome the darkness. And the darkness is helpless against it. Amen. The darkness is helpless against the light. God's light helps us see what's the reality, helps us see what's really real. Light is greater than 
the darkness. And God's good news will always be greater than the world's bad news. Can I tell someone today, no matter how bad things are or how bad things might get, God's great news, the good news, amen, the good news of the gospel, the fact that Jesus would come and die on Calvary and he would rise on the third day, conquering death, hell, and the grave. That is greater than anything that this world has to offer today. Amen. And so no matter what you're facing today, no matter what comes our way, the light of God is greater than the darkness that comes against you. You know, it sounded so simple, perhaps even too simple when Jesus was born. In fact, it might even sound a little too simple for us today. The light of one can outshine the darkness of all sin and rebellion. The simplicity of the gospel message is true. Jesus' life was greater than any force it faced, and it remains true today. Jesus is greater than any darkness in this world, no matter what occurs in the government, in the economy, with the job market, no matter the pain or the suffering of sin that is on bold display in our society, Jesus Christ is greater than the darkness in this world. Oh, I give God praise today that he is greater than the darkness of this world. And not only that, but the light of Jesus, it transforms the darkness. The light of Jesus, it transforms the darkness. Have you ever been somewhere where it was completely pitch black? I mean, you could not even see your hand in front of your face. Now, that can be a little scary, a little bit, you know, a little scary, right? And not because darkness is, you know, dangerous. No, because darkness, it obscures our vision of dangerous things that may be around us. Again, it's not so much that the darkness is the problem. It's the things that might be lurking in the obscure areas that we can't see that cause us to stumble and fall. What can darkness do to the light? Can I tell someone that darkness can do absolutely nothing to the light? Darkness has no power over the light. It's only the absence of light. Without light, darkness then takes over. That's where we are in our world today without Jesus. The fact is this, that every single aspect of our lives must be surrounded, must be saturated by God's love, God's light shining in us today. This is what each and every one of our lives can be without Jesus. When we don't have his light, there is darkness inside us. Jesus is the only true light of the world. His light, it dispels the darkness. It transforms the dark to light. Perhaps the most famous verse in the Bible, John chapter 3 and verse 16, it reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. 
This is the greatest news straight from Jesus himself. Amen. The greatest news straight from the Lord himself. Anyone who believes in Jesus can have eternal life. In fact, Jesus can rescue us from all the darkness, all the sin and shame of our past. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy today. Amen. He offers love. He offers hope, joy, and peace for all eternity. If we keep on reading just a few verses later, Jesus is still speaking in John chapter 3 and 19. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, and their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refused and refused to go near to it for fear their sins will be exposed. Most times, can I say this? It's easier to see the darkness around us instead of inside us. It's easier to see the darkness around us, all the woe is me, all the terrible things out there, than it is to sometimes see the darkness inside us. But the darkness lurks in all of us. That's why a seemingly good family man can fall into immorality. It's why people cover up their misdeeds. It's why we become slaves to work and slaves to the opinions of others. It's why pastors suffer depression. It's because darkness is in all of us. And this is, you know, the problem. We know about Jesus. We, we get it. It makes sense. But we may be afraid to allow Jesus to get too close to us. Maybe we're too afraid to get too close to Jesus because if we get too close to him, we'll have to deal with the stuff in our heart that's left undone. It's like when you're in a really dark room and your eyes begin to adjust to the darkness, right? After a while, it doesn't seem that dark at all, but as soon as light comes into the darkness, it begins to burn your eyes a little bit, right? Your eyes begin to hurt. You realize just how dark the room really was. Jesus is so bright, so pure. He exposes the darkness in our lives. And this really does cause many folks to run. It reminds me of this magnifying mirror we have mounted in our bathroom. And when I use it, can I tell you, I really don't like what I see. All right, one of those magnifying mirrors. Because you see every wrinkle, every, oh, look at that wrinkle right there. The gray hair is starting to show here. Every blemish, every imperfection, it becomes clear as day. What's crazy is people pay good money for this device to highlight their shortcomings. It's crazy, right? Think about that. I'm going to pay some good money just so I can see all the flaws on my face and all the flaws on my head. It's necessary, though, to focus clearly on our flaws, but it's never easy. It's never easy to focus on our flaws. I mean, nobody likes it, right? Nobody likes being confronted with our shortcomings, right? I mean, sometimes it feels easier just to look the other way, just to ignore it all together. That's what it 
may feel like if and when we encounter the light of Jesus and just simply choose to ignore it. Sometimes it's so much easier to do so because here's the thing. Next to his perfection, every imperfection and sin is obvious in our life. Next to his light, all the darkness is stripped away and we are raw and vulnerable. We're confronted with our shortcomings, our imperfections. We're confronted with our brokenness. So what happens? Well, what happens is people avoid Jesus, right? Begin to avoid Jesus because here's the deal. Many of us as human beings, we are afraid of this kind of light. It's one of the reasons why the most shameful of things that people do happen at night, happen in the darkness. They feel less exposed in the dark. But I promise you, the light didn't come to condemn us. No, my friend, the light of Jesus Christ has come to rescue us. His light has come to rescue us from our sin, to rescue us from ourselves. Amen. If we read this next verse, we'll see exactly what John calls us to do. In John chapter 3 and verse 21, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. What's John saying? Well, John's calling us today, right? He's calling us to this passage, this idea of awareness today. And today I'm calling us as the church, those that are online here also in person, I'm calling us to do the same thing that John's speaking about in this passage. Come to the light, amen. We need to come to the light of Jesus, amen. If we desire to walk in blessings and the peace of God, we find it all in his light, amen. Therefore, I must get my eyes fixed on Jesus, focus on what's right about the world. No, what's right about Jesus Christ today, amen. I focus on what God is trying to do in me so that I can be a light in my world today. Amen. We're called to focus on what is right this Christmas. This year, more than ever, we have an opportunity to focus on what Christmas is really about. It's about the light of Jesus Christ. Amen. Christmas is about Jesus Christ. And so every time during this season, every time you see a Christmas light this year, my prayer is that you will be reminded that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Amen. He is my light today. He is my strong tower today. I can run to him and I can be saved today. He is the only hope that we have as the human race today. So no matter how dark it may feel, no matter how lonely you might feel right now, no matter the circumstances we find ourselves in or because of the things that we've chosen to do today, the light of Jesus, it shines brightly in our darkness. There is hope in the midst of chaos and darkness today. Our hope is found in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Oh, we give praise right now for all that he is doing and all that he's about to do in the name of Jesus Christ. There is hope in 
Christ. He is the true light. I don't have to be afraid to come into the light today. No, because he desires for me to grow. In fact, he alone is the one that's able to give me hope and purpose in my life, a purpose that is far greater than I can do in my own ability today. Amen. I walk with a purposeful step because I'm following after Jesus. We live in a dark world, but Jesus Christ can rescue you and rescue me from our darkness. Amen. Can we just take a moment and begin to praise him for that? Thank you, Jesus, that you are able to rescue us, amen, from the darkness. You can rescue us from our past, our shame today. Amen. We thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. So what do we do with this message today? What is our response to this message If you are worshiping with us today, consider yourself a Christian. Well, then spread the light. Be a light in the darkness today. Here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8. For you were once darkness. Now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Amen. There was a time that we were living in darkness. That's what the Bible's telling us. There was a moment when we were kind of left to our own abilities. But now that we are in the light of the Lord, we are called to walk circumspectly, humbly, but walk as children of light. In other words, brothers and sisters that are listening online, that are here in person today, don't forget where God has brought you from. Don't forget where God has brought you from, the grace of God. Don't forget where God has spared you from. We need to live in a manner that spreads the same love and light to others. To commit to walk in the light of Jesus Christ every single day. Don't let the darkness overtake your faith. No, we're called to spread the light, spread God's hope to everyone around us who is in such desperate need. If you're worshiping with us right now and you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, today is your day to obey the light of Jesus. Today is your day to surrender your life to the Lord. If you're not living for Jesus, that means we are living in darkness. And worst of all, we may be living and have been living in darkness for such a long time that we don't even realize it. Our eyes, in fact, may have adjusted to the darkness and we just think this is the normal, this is how it's supposed to be. But can I encourage someone today, you don't have to live that way any longer because Jesus Christ has come to bring hope to all of humanity. Jesus Christ has come to bring love and light to our lost and hurting world. Jesus said in John 12, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. There's only one answer for darkness and that is Jesus Christ. Not new stuff, not new relationships, not trying to 
become the best version of yourself, okay? None of that. You, you can't keep running away and hope that it simply will get better. We've got to deal with some things. The only way to overcome darkness in our life is to embrace the light of Jesus Christ. He's the one who has brought light into this dark world. He has come to rescue you and to rescue me from our sin and shame. He is the reason for our existence. And so today I'm calling out to you. I'm calling out to you to run to the light, not away from the light today. Calling you to completely surrender your life to Jesus. Only his light can save us from the darkness. Amen. 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 In a few moments, we will partake in communion together. But before that, I want us to take advantage of this opportunity to seek the Lord and to receive the light that Jesus Christ has for each and every one of us. Amen. 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 We are going to pray. Amen. Right now, we're going to believe that God is going to minister to you and God is going to minister to your life right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for all that you have done. And Lord, all that you're about to do in every life, in every situation, in every circumstance. We surrender to you right now. Lord, we pray that you will deliver us, save us right now from our sin. Forgive us, Lord. We give our lives completely over to you. We desire, God, to make a fresh start in you. We want to be children of the light. We want to walk away from darkness and into your marvelous light. Thank you, God, for the hope of Calvary. Thank you, God, that we no longer have to do life alone. You can bring strength and deliverance and healing. We don't have to walk out of here the same way we came in. We don't have to walk away from this sermon the same way we came. In the name of Jesus, minister and bless and touch and heal us right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Oh, right now, right where you are, can you begin to pray unto the Lord? Begin to seek the face of God. If you're in the audience, I invite you to go ahead and stand right now. Begin to pray. Begin to seek the face of God. If you're online right now, would you find a place of prayer? Begin to surrender to Jesus. God, I give you my all right now. We surrender our life to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Do what only you can do in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
something about the name of Jesus, but we're thankful for Calvary's cross being made real in our life. We're thankful for all that you have done and all that you're about to do in our life in the coming days. We thank you, God, for this moment in time. Thank you, God, for the sweet presence of your spirit in our homes, in our vehicles, right here at the sanctuary building today. Thank you for it all in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. There's a sweet presence of the Lord in this place tonight, today, and I'm believing God's going to minister right now. God is going to bless, and God's going to do great things here in the moments ahead. Right now, I'd like if you do have your communion elements to go ahead and gather them. We're going to celebrate a time of communion together, thanking Jesus Christ for all that he has done for us. His birth, cross, resurrection, amen. We thank him. For the light he brings to us each and every day. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 21. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. And the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may take the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You may take the cup. In Jesus' name. Can we just get, take a moment now and thank him? Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Thank you, God, for the price that was paid on Calvary for us. We praise you, God, for the light that you brought to this world. We praise you, Lord, for the light you bring to our hearts 
right now. Thank you, Jesus, for resurrection power. Lord, for the sacrifice that was done so that we might have life. We praise you and thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Matthew 5 and verse 16 boldly proclaims that we are called to shine brightly as vessels for the Lord, to let your light so shine before men that men, that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. The Lord desires to shine his light through each and every one of us today. And I'm trusting and believing that right now I'm calling each of us to allow the light of Jesus Christ to shine through us. The power of his light can transform the darkest of situations today. And Lord, today I seek after your will and plan. Lord, I desire to allow your light to shine through me right now. Let, Lord Jesus, your goodness, amen, let it do a work in my life. Let your grace and mercy saturate my soul so that I can be a light in the darkness. This Christmas season, let's allow Jesus' light, his light to shine through us in the name of Jesus Christ.